Daily Drive is brought to you by eBay Motors. Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hi everyone and welcome to Daily Drive. I'm Steve Smith with Automotive News. It's Friday, April 9th. Manufacturers around the world are working hard to adopt and harness the power of technologies that are driving the fourth industrial revolution. The benefits can be astounding. Companies that get it right are, according to a recent report by the World Economic Forum and McKinsey, finding growth in areas like increased output, increased productivity, and entirely new revenue streams. One of those companies leading the way is Foxconn. One of the company's facilities in China was recently added to the growing list of manufacturing facilities in the World Economic Forum's Global Lighthouse Network, a network of manufacturers that, as the name implies, serve as a beacon for others because they are harnessing the power of Industry 4.0 to grow, to create more agile and customer-focused organizations, and also make an impact to society and the world around us in areas like reduced carbon emissions. Dr. Jay Lee, vice chairman and board member of Foxconn Technology Group and member of the World Economic Forum's Global Future Council on Advanced Manufacturing and Production, believes the societal benefits of the fourth industrial revolution are some of the most important reasons why the questions for companies no longer is if they need to adopt Industry 4.0, but how. Dr. Lee certainly believes in the enterprise, product, and customer benefits those technologies deliver. After all, he's part of the team leading the efforts at Foxconn. But he also says that the benefits to help battle some of humankind's most pressing issues are the greater good. Dr. Lee is currently helping implement the company's Industry 4.0 strategy at the Foxconn facility in Wisconsin, a three-pronged strategy he describes as Foxconn 1.0, Foxconn 2.0, and Foxconn 3.0. What's interesting is that they are all being executed in tandem. 1.0 focuses on making the business better. 2.0 focuses on digital transformation of the business, and 3.0 focuses on applying three technologies, artificial intelligence, 5G, and semiconductors in three specific areas, electric vehicles, digital health, and robotics. Along the way, the company is creating a vertically integrated organization that, among other things, helps shield it against some supply chain risks better than other manufacturers. How else is the company helping transform the business of making things? How is the company helping automakers like Geely? What's ahead in the next three to five years regarding the scaling of Industry 4.0 technologies? We've reached Dr. Jay Lee at Foxconn in Wisconsin. Jay, thanks so much for joining me today on Daily Drive. How are you? Good. Thank you for uh, for having this uh, conversation. Absolutely. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Why don't we start with explaining to our listeners about the roles you play both at Foxconn and the work that you're doing with the World Economic Forum and its Lighthouse Network initiative. Yeah, my current uh, work in Foxconn, I serve as a vice chairman and board member of a Foxconn technology group. Uh, since uh, 2018, I've been involved with the Foxconn Industrial Internet Transformation, and later on, and to serve as a vice chairman for the Foxconn Technology Group. So uh, before that, I have been working with the uh, a WEF, 
uh, we call the uh, the council, advanced manufacturing council uh, for, for for production future council. So basically, that's the uh, the uh, committee uh, uh, which consists of all the global a uh, a uh, um a uh, company uh, members and executives to share and to communicate how to make the manufacturing world better and more efficient as was well connected in a so in from a global scale yeah so we hear the terms a lot of the work that that I've seen done out of the lighthouse network a lot of the conversations that you and I have had previous today's conversation has centered around the digitization of manufacturing industry 4.0 the fourth industrial revolution we see those terms hear those terms interchangeably used often can you help define in your view in simple terms what industry 4.0 actually means what does it refer to yeah, I think industry 4.0. Even though uh, a German uh, a industry a started use that term, but reality is really talking about how the industry transformation from early years, uh, from a, a a mass production or first a the first generation, however a a using the a uh, engine right the power electricity then eventually become mass production, then eventually automation, IT, and finally to the next generation. But simply speaking, really connect three things, people, things, and decision systems. People, you connect people, it's called internet. Connect things, internet of things. When you connect system together, so it's called internet of a system. So if you connect people, things, and system together, we call the industrial internet for industries system. So eventually it's a, it's a decision and uh, how, to, how to use the data to make decisions, right? It doesn't matter you use a, a smart a, a algorithms or smart machines, but still uh, we previously, we look at, we, we use experience as a driver and uh, more and more we use evidence as a driver. So. Simply speaking, I believe Industry 4.0 is to integrate the people and things and the, our decision systems so we can be sustainable for the future transformation of industry. And a lot of those things certainly are being driven by cloud and artificial intelligence and Internet of Things, this this connectivity, et cetera, uh, that you that you're describing. Can you talk about based on you know the world you you live in, the work that you do, the the companies that that you come across in your in your professional career, you know, what kind of real tangible benefits are companies seeing that are adopting and embracing really the full power and opportunity of industry 4.0 well simply speaking industry 4.0 is really about the uh the a new operation uh a system that allow we to either develop things faster better or serve customers with value creation a goal so basically whatever we do called industry 4.0 is really Whatever we do, we should make a, a more value added, more value creation and for our customers. And so when you make manufacturing, it's not just about the how good products are made, but you can think about customer side. For example, simply speaking, we can claim we have a great quality of a product, but but customers don't want to worry about the quality. So they want to worry free quality. 
mm-hmm. but we want a great quality. Customer want a worry-free quality. So if in manufacturing we have a quality of data, we inform a customer before they even us the quality. I think that is go beyond just manufacturing quality. So simply speaking, the data has no distance. Data has no preference. Basically, we based on value of that. So second thing is about the industry 4.0. It's about industry company. I mean, how a company can transform, can be, can compete, and can go beyond just the uh, to meet the customer's expectation, right? So I believe uh, it's about a self, a, a di- discipline, and also the commitment to the shareholder, to the companies, and also the future industry as a whole, as a society as a whole. So as a as a, as, a, as a commitment to the future society, I believe. And these are having benefits from the plant floor to the product, to your point, to customer experience, et cetera. The companies that are doing this the best, and, and I'm and I'm referencing a recent report that came out um, from the World Economic Forum and 15 new uh, plants added to the Lighthouse Network. It was interesting in reading that report. It was interesting in, repeat, in, in reading the McKinsey piece that augmented that report that these companies that are embracing this, doesn't matter what industry, if you're healthcare, if you're industrials, if you're if you're in other areas of of in other industrial sectors, companies that are that are approaching this, companies that are really embracing this, are seeing really tangible benefits to the bottom line, to how they're operating, et cetera. Would you would you agree? And can you can you maybe extrapolate on that and talk a little bit about some of those benefits that these companies are seeing? Yeah, I think that uh, simply speaking, I think the. 4.0 is like a, you said a high bar for the future uh, environment of our manufacturing industry looks like, right? As uh, people say, oh, you can generate uh, a, a, a customer, they want to create some kind of uh, features or attributes, wish list, and the manufacturers can quickly uh, develop and rapidly make and prototype and even to ensure time deliver to where they are. This is not just a customization, but also this is a platform. The ecosystem is available uh, to achieve that vision. So when World Economic Forum launched the <clears throat> the Industry 4.0 kind of uh, initiative, Lighthouse, they call it, it's really mm-hmm. about the best of best. It's like a, 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 a model for people to learn from, right? So for example, let me give a simple example. When Foscon, when, when, when I, introduced the Lighthouse kind of opportunity to Foscon in 2018. Foscon already began uh, working many things. They, 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 they began working this kind of things many years ago, even 10 years or decades ago. Uh, but when you start, I, when I look at the opportunities, oh, Foscon has 175,000 machine tools. Wow, there's lots of stuff you connect together. So. So one thing I told Foscon at that time was, hey, why don't we demonstrate what's our uniqueness in manufacturing in for a worry-free environment? So I use the word worry-free. What's the word worry-free mean? For a factory manager, why do you want to keep watching people? Why do you want to keep and watching machines? Why do you want to keep watching those big command center, the monitor? Oh, and sometimes we wait for alarm happen. We call the endon. 
then you 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 quickly go to a site to diagnose troubleshoot the problems so we have a lot of surprise in the factory right so worry free mean is no surprise so therefore the Foscon internal had the initiative called the lights out factory actually lights out is not new right back in 40 years ago i believe in the us we talk about lights out factory but it mm -hmm. never happened because it doesn't make too much meanings for the workers but fast come lights out not no doesn't mean no worker it really mean no worry so we implement in quite a few factories we physically show we can turn off the lights and the machine running the product coming out and and the management or workers can use our phone iphone or other phone smartphone to managing all the required a, a, a processes and also the quality work from the 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 data driven approach and also the ai algorithms we implement we call industrial ai physically predict the machine and to prevent from breaking down right and so those things helped our our manufacturing and uh, shop floor people have no worry so th the first 2019 january Foscon sites, quite a few sites, actually not one, quite a few, they were selected as a, a 2019 and seven a companies on the uh, a uh, lighthouse list. Uh, Foscon was the only one actually deployed industrial AI to achieve the worry-free, right, a manufacturing environment. That was uh, 2019, right? I think this year Foscon, another facility achieved this. It's not just about the a, a physical environment that make machine and product worry free and but also make people how do you make the happy people so they provide more augmented reality and the smart ai help people to managing and make decisions and so eventually the chengdu facility has a a a new uh, a milestone to make a, a a new kind of a work environment using smart management system using ai so I think there's two sites. Actually, it's not that only one internally. We also have over a dozen and uh, we call the Foscon Lighthouse factory. So we're trying to use the same standard and to mobilize our resources and, and to put as a priority and to make our internal a, a, a manufacturing quality, efficiency, cost, and also the, uh, the speed of the uh, executions. It's a more become more competitive. That's what is the new culture is about. Well, a company the size of Foxconn, right? The the more plants, the more facilities that you adopt this approach, creates massive scale. Not only to do what you're articulating on a repetitive basis, but the data that comes out of that certainly helps run the local facility and serve customers locally better. But I think on a global scale, being able to aggregate all that and apply some of these technologies, the insights that are derived from how do you serve your customers, where do we operate our business better, how do we make our products better, all of that stuff is now informed by Foxconn's approach to, to Industry 4.0. Would you agree? Yes. Well, I mean, any company, I mean, not just Foscon, any company in the world, right? They want to be a, 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 a leader in their field. So obviously, that's a driver. So mm -hmm. in order to be that special company on your customer's list, it's not uh, just a free, uh, you, it's no free lunch. You have to physically make effort, right? So we start from a, you make distance smart 
But smart is not a purpose. You have to make a speed of decisions, execution, and it had to be scalable. And you have to be seamlessly connect to things. You, you don't need to worry about it. Eventually, you have to be sustainable. So I call this a 6S approach. You make a smart system, and that gives you the speed to ask you what you like to do, and, and then, then they can be scaled up to the large number of operations like FastCon, then you can seamlessly, seamlessly connect all the things. Finally, that becomes sustainable and to other uh, a, a, a future employees, also future customers. Then so you become, you become a special company, right? So smart, speed, scale, seamless, sustainable, and special, right? If you can, you can achieve that one, I'm pretty sure the customer will say, wow, this is a, some, uh, you, you, you admire us, right? So yeah, to be a absolutely. company, you have to go beyond what customer asks for. So let's stick with, with Foxconn. You and I had talked about previously the strategy the company is taking, what you articulated as Foxconn 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0. Can you... Um, share with our listeners what each one of those are. And then more specifically, I'd like to get your point of view on 3.0 and some of the stuff that you've done with manufacturers like Byton and Geely. Well, I think the the new board, uh, I became the board of Foscon Technology Group in July 2019. Uh, so the new board actually consists of a quite a few different experts in the different technology area. So our new chairman, uh, a, a young Liu, who launched uh, Foscon 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, right? Simply speaking, Foscon 1.0 is just basically to make the current operation system more efficient and uh, more systematic and uh, is a more a organized. So we can also to find those invisible problems and try to eliminate those problems. So basically make us more competitive from a current system by using our a good manage, management practices to find those invisible problems. Second, uh, FastCon 2.0 is a digitization. It really, uh, simply speaking, how can we make using data to make decisions, right? So to, in order to achieve that, you have to have connecting the right things, connect the right things. So we, we simply start a, a asking our business units, business group, and select a few of them to be a pilot site. They physically work with our partner and physically engage customers and the upstream and downstream supply chain, eventually make the our production capabilities as more digitized in such a way and we can see the great benefits, right? And from procurement side, from logistics side, from manufacturing side, from customer service side, finally, from the financial side. You have evidence to prove to shareholders, and we are making improvements. Even with COVID conditions, we still can make it a good a a a, uh, a progress. And the Foscon 3.0, that the future Foscon uh, start as an OEM company, EMS company, contract manufacturing. Obviously, with a 40 years of a a a, a, a cumulative experience and the knowledge, and the company are moving to a new kind of a transformation. We call FastCon 3.0. The, the the three goals basically we're trying to make a three new industry goal. One is an EV platform. One is a digital health platform. One is a future robotics platform. The platform basically serves as an ecosystem, not just a product. 
the mm-hmm. ecosystem allow the software and hardware, also the supply chain can integrate into the system. Then eventually, uh, the uh, drive uh, three technology like AI and uh, the five Gs uh, and the uh, semiconductor, those three elements we call component technologies can support the future industry. We call three plus three, right? That's a what fast internal call. But right now, I think we also use for communicating with outside world. Uh, so, but these three Foxconn 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, they are not uh, in the sequential uh, a, 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 a effort. They are actually in some overlap in some extent, to some extent parallel. We're moving parallel way, but of course with priority. So with the EV launched, you probably have heard many announcements we made uh, since last year and heard many of the, those announcements this year. Uh, there's many EV activities. In mm-hmm. Asia, uh, in Europe, in uh, and uh, also in U.S., right? Uh, so these are the example how we work with these customers to create uh, a, a new ecosystem using a three plus three platform. So the company you mentioned uh, in, in in Asia really about the uh, the EV uh, generation, how we make from a special kind of a a a, a vehicle. Uh, but to make using Foxconn strength, integrated supply chain to make happen. And then, then eventually work with a large high volume manufacturers, also support them to basically transform their future business, making EV a reality, not just in the talking about EV as a technology, but we have to make EV as a commodity, right? We'll be right back with more of my conversation with Dr. Jay Lee, Vice Chairman and Board Member of Foxconn Technology Group. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory, sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. You had mentioned in previous conversations um, this acronym that you described as CMMSS. Can you describe for our listeners what that is and what you, what each one of those initials really mean? I think it's a good question because we connect to what I just said, the Carpascan's mm-hmm. capabilities. Our founder, Terry Cool, right, over his last 40, 50 years, when he started build a, uh, started Foxconn in 1974, 
over the years, you can see how he transformed the company from a component and uh, making, like he first make something, components for somebody. But in order to make a component, you need a die and mold. You have to back somebody to make a machine. You don't have a machine. So later on, say, well, I need my own machine to make components, make a die and mold. And eventually I can make very fast to make component for my customers. So component making has been one of the key strength, key uh, in a, a, a driver of a fast count. So uh, component mean you have to have a, for example, you take a smartphone as example. The many component inside, right? You have a lens, you have a, a, a uh, you have electronics, mm-hmm. you have a small push button, you have connectors, there are many, many things in there, right? So in order to make a, a system happen, make a product happen, you have to have a, you, you, you have to contribute many components in this com- products. So fast coming, we have to make component happen. That's the number one. Number two, modules. Component have to make module like a lens is a component. Camera modules is a, a system for a smartphone. Then you have a, uh, a communication modules. Then you have a, a, a many other things modules. So those modules represent a system, almost a ready to assemble, right? Just like it used to be wire harness, dashboard modules. You can put a car together very quickly, not just individually wiring the things inside the car. So the module actually represent a good a integration of our manufacturing capability. Then third is a, a called the move. Basically, you want to make that for any customers, for many customers, and you have to build up for any regional or any locations because we are global companies. You have to make global integrated operations. So you have to make component module and move to anywhere you want, and not just for the manufacturing, but also integrate for customer design, manufacturing, logistics, and the future repair, support. So S means called service, right? So fast com- component module move and service. The CMMS has been a, a new uh, a capability uh, culture actually for FastCon to show its capabilities. Uh, but the future, we believe I, the S, another S is called system. So in the future, you need an industrial system to carry that CMMS, like an EV system, mm-hmm. digital health system, future robotics systems. Right, so EV system has many component and module, and also we can make that in anywhere in the world, and so with the ecosystem to develop. So really, CMMS has been a culture for many years in Foscon, uh, has been into in everyone's blood DNA. I believe this is how Foscon runs, mm-hmm. and future once a new Foscon 3.3 plus three is going to be a new industrial ecosystem, will be able to amplify even and to, to create more value of CMMS. That's what I call the CMS, right? Next level, yeah. Apart from the integration, apart from the opportunity that comes with harnessing and connecting all of these things, making headlines these days is supply chain. Whether it's the chip shortage, whether it's the congestion in the Suez Canal recently, whether it is congestion on ports around the United States and perhaps globally in terms of getting goods off of docks and getting them transported. 
what you're describing here, in your view, does it shield companies from some of these risks in supply chain by being able to do all this under one corporate umbrella, uh, you know, this vertically integrated soup to nuts approach? Does that does that shield companies and, and maybe perhaps shield Foxconn in particular from some of the supply chain disruption and risk that other companies right now are, are, are grappling with? Yeah, I think that you're talking about a very common issue happen repeatedly, right? So we had uh, in the previous, in many cases happen, the earthquake caused supply mm-hmm. chain disruption, you have uh, natural disasters, then you have a, some companies who recently had a, a fire in Japan caused some, you know, the vehicle uh, uh, IC modules and uh, many, many things. And uh, sometimes because of lack of materials, caused a shortage and sometimes even tariff, whatever. So I think supply chain is about a bit, uh, uh, agility of a company. Uh, it can quickly reconfigure their manufacturing capabilities. That's what it is. And uh, I think to make a product happen for customers with the right time, the right price, and the right market, and, uh, and uh, a, a time window, you have to be able to predict those risks, not just managing those risks. So how to predict the risks? You have to stop pay attention to data that coming from uh, everywhere every day, right? So basically, that's how the management system work, right? It's not just about managing the cost and the and the quality and the efficiency. Those are the prerequisite, I believe. Mm-hmm. Most important to managing those invisibles. The invisibles, since they are invisible, you have to able to using a different way to predict. For example based on the a, a certain situations happen and I have to able to have a backup system number one to allow to absorb those uh, issues second thing we have to have a different type of uh, called this uh, resilience allow mm-hmm. us to have a good relationship with a certain suppliers right so if you don't have a business relationship with them last minute you want to order something from them they're not going to give to you <laughs> right so managing relationship also, it's a very sustainable way to the future uh, supply chain system. Finally, uh, supply chains are global, also also it's regional. So you need to cover a, a more global issue and also regional issue. A regional manufacturing, you have to able to deal with a a more a, a regional a a, a a conditions, some of a special policy and the special constraints. And global, you have to able to benchmark even to find those opportunity to grasp, to harvest those a, a integrated resources to make the systems more a, a robust and more resilient and more sustainable. So I think supply chain is something more than just about a, a issue. It's, a, it's about a capability to enable a worry-free production system for the customers. One of the biggest constraints we hear about often in this is sub-tier visibility, right? You're tier one, I don't have the clear visibility into tier two, tier three, lower than that, some of my raw material suppliers. Do you think that what with what you just described in a, in a you know, this this notion of worry-free, do you think that these technologies offer an opportunity to provide deeper insights into those lower tiers of the supply chain? Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly speaking, the, uh, the, the a lot of lower tier supply chain, actually, they have a good technologies as well. Uh, so 
uh, eventually they transform themselves to become a, 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 a they may not be a, 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 a tier one, but they are critical supply supply chain element. So I think it's a as a company in any company, beside your organic growth, you always have to pay attention to the merge and acquisition, right? So mm-hmm. we're not just a look ma- uh, managing this opportunity. We are also investing those opportunities. When you see those a new technology company or new uh, creation of a new thinking, new materials, and new design approach or new techniques, and uh, sometimes the you have to start investing those opportunities. So make those supply chain and uh, become one of your a overall landscape of your capabilities, right? So it's not just managing the supply chain, but also investing the supply chains. All right, so let's close with one more question. What's your prediction for the scaling of industry 4.0 in the next three years, in the next five years? Well, 4.0 is a, is a good uh, vision, right, to challenge our industry worldwide to rethink and go beyond just a, a factory or a smart factory to make become a more a, a smart, scalable, sustainable. So certainly the fast, I mean, the for any company in the next three, three or five years, with this pandemic uh, a impact, we can see the new normal is coming, right? Certainly, people will start using digital system as a new normal. Used to be as a good option. Tomorrow, probably, you will say, oh, why not? It's more than an option. It should be a priority. For example, mm-hmm. there are many meetings we can conduct like you and I right now, right? And doesn't have to be fly over to meet. But there are sometimes you have to meet physically, face-to-face, yes. But oftentimes, I will say a new digital mechanism going to become a new normal, uh, become a new priority, actually, people to use it first. So remote work management is going to be a major, major driver for many things we do. Uh, USB, we talk about good option, but today, tomorrow, going to be a major priority. So I will say in the next three years, five years, digital transformation going to be a, a major driver for companies to compete and to work with customer and uh, more closely and uh, it to go beyond competition. And finally, I think it's important, the, the, the go, what's the goal? We keep working on new things, what's the goal? Mm-hmm. Goal means there's only one planet, right? Our society. So we have to have a, a create good harmony with the society environments. So now we, we know EV is coming, why EV? Electrification is nothing new, but the thing is that you can see that uh, all the world government has set a goal. Some country 2025, some country 2030, some country 2035, and uh, no gasoline engine will be sold. But of course, the EV is just a new a, 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 a vision, a new reality is going to happen to change the way how the future environment worry is going to be. Right? We have to make efforts. So, so the, for the industry and to the be sustainable company, to sustain, sustainable society, uh, you have to go beyond just uh, to, to make a policy. You have to make, take action to do it. So next five years, I will say 4.0, 5.0, make a people and the future environment become more predictive and more sustainable. I think that's going to be a common goal 
for a, not just one country, for everyone in 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 a planet. It's interesting you say that. I know I I said one more question, but I want to connect a dot with a conversation I had last week. And I I met with an with a interviewed an individual, Sandy Monroe, who was talking about why EVs, why now EVs, you know, articulating some of the same things that you're saying here. But to him, one of the interesting things, and I think you're touching on it here as well, is this notion that says tomorrow's consumers are different from today's consumers. The individuals that are 15, 16 years old right now that are going to buy a vehicle in five, 10 years, five, you know, they are looking to the products that they're going to buy much more through the lens of how the brands, how the companies are supporting issues that they are passionate about environmentalism being one, climate being another. So it's interesting to me, your point of view relative to scaling of Industry 4.0 is about better society, is about better products, is about better better environment that we live in, baking, making human humanity better, if you will. And, and I just think that's an, that's an interesting point of view when I believe a lot of going in assumptions relative to Industry 4.0 is how do I run my business better? How do I make my products better? How do I serve customers better? And it's it's an interesting point of view that I think is emerging from you as well as other folks I've spoken to recently around. It's about who we are as human beings and the world we live on that is really the greatest benefit that comes from these technologies. Yes, I, I think one thing I would say, you know, the previously we we look at the companies, Fortune 500, right? It's based mm-hmm. on the scale of the uh, the economics or the revenue generate. I think uh, really it's the future going to be most uh, more admi- admirable. Which company is more contagious in terms of influence society, influence others to follow, right? Mm-hmm. So I think those companies are going to be the winner, not just because of the size, but because it's a commitment Right, because it's in spirit and the culture. So I think it's it's going to be a new model and uh, to create our uh, society, create our industry, and also create our new product that way. And so it should be a good, contagious effort to influence all industries in a global scale. Jay, thank you for spending a few minutes with me today on Daily Drive. Very interesting conversation, um, and I appreciate you sharing your point of view, not only on Industry 4.0 and manufacturing overall, but also sharing what Foxconn is doing to help lead the way in these efforts. Thanks for taking a few minutes. I appreciate Thank you. it. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. That's Daily Drive for Friday, April 9th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And to catch up on all of our episodes of Daily Drive, go to autonews.com forward slash daily drive. As always, thanks for listening. Have an amazing weekend, and we'll be back on Monday.